All right, let's give this a try. It's um, Thursday night, 6.15 in Arizona. The sun is set, and I'm probably in civil, civil or uh, where we got nautical twilight. So there's a little bit of red for you in the south. It looks really pretty. And it's chilly. I've got shorts on. I'm starting to get cold now. Uh, we should eventually get cold, right? It's October. And uh, it's uh, 79 degrees, it looks like. 79. And you know what? It's all 5% humidity. It's incredible. Super low percent. It's dry. It's dry, cool. 79.5. That's a weird one. So I didn't get that warm today. And these are iPods. No, not iPods. AirPods. AirPods. I'm so high tech. AirPods. It says the uh, dew point is 5.5 degrees. That's crazy. Wow. Dry. So we're walking, bud. It's uh, getting dark. It's a little bit windy out here. I did record yesterday, but I, I just... I actually listened to part of it, and I'm like, you know, I'm not publishing this. There was a little technical difficulty, and I and I actually I think it doesn't didn't sound as good for the AirPods. Now, um, we'll we'll give this one a try, and uh, yeah, so let's try to let me try to implement a little bit of the speakers speakers um, techniques. So I had a weird day today. I was like, I was on the phone a lot in the morning. And I did some webinars and did different things. And uh, one was on speaking, like becoming a speaker. And two key things that uh, the listener, that's you, you're a hero, you know, the heroes. I like that framework. But it's like, so what? Why am I listening to this? So what? Well, one is for uh, entertainment. And there should be a now what at the end. So, so just two things. So what? And now what? That's pretty easy to remember. So what? So I'm talking. I'm walking my dog. You get to, uh, there's no visuals. There's no videos. But it's kind of like you get to travel to Arizona. There's some people gathering out here. We got dogs and there's people. and Some people have lights. I don't know how many dogs we got. What do we got? Howdy. Hi. How many dogs we got? Just one? Just one. All right. Howdy. Let's go. Come on, bud. So that's the Halloween house. It's kind of fun to look at the Halloween house with all the lights. So, uh, and this, uh, that's another thing to notice and uh, that this time of year, we come out of our houses and start socializing. <laughs> So it's so stinking hot here in the summer. So like three or four months, you're just kind of like buckled down inside. You don't want to go out in the street and talk to anybody. But now we're we're coming out of the woodworks now. People coming out of the coming out of the back back of their uh, houses, getting out front. Howdy. Hello. And um, so here we are. A house being sold. They've moved out, so looking good. Nice looking garage. You know. So so what? You know, I'm speaking, I'm podcasting, walking the dog. I, 
I don't know what, what is this? It, it is uh, fun a bit for me anyway. Uh, so I got a little feedback, so I'll try to implement the recommendations there. Um, but yeah, so uh, the I had the big dramas the last couple of weeks, got triggered at church, and now it's Thursday night. And uh, this is kind of like a drama. Maybe it's a, like the old radio, <laughs> the radio programs from the 1940s and 50s. Yes, <laughs> Buddy's Owner, and brought to you by uh, Crest Toothpaste or something. So yeah, so my wife's heading to the uh, the growth group. It's a group where you get together to grow. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sarcastic. That's my sar- sarcastic voice. Which, hey, I, I, there's no. It's it's all given away right there. You know, I give it away every time. So transparent. The guy who says what he's thinking, right? So maybe this might be a bad habit for me to do this. Um, I don't know what the real benefits are for for me. I, I definitely don't know what the benefits are for you. <laughs> Hopefully, you get some fun out. Get some fun. Have fun. Trying to get out of the gate. It's not working real well. The push buttons. There we go. We're out. Um, yeah, so growth group. It's, you know, it's a good thing. You know, you come Sunday morning, but if you really want to grow, you should go to a group. <laughs> so, so I've been to this group. This is the same group that the, uh, the, uh, the elder, who really has an awesome reputation. I mean, he's like, everybody loves this guy. And I, and I guess I love him too, because you know why? Because I love everyone, right? I love everyone always. So he probably doesn't think I love him, because I'm really kind of ticked off at the way he sent me these text messages this summer. And just kind of like ignores me. And I'm like, whatever, okay. I get it. You know, and uh, so, yeah, so he's hosting, and I, I just, I'm not going. I'm just kind of like rebelling. I don't know if I'm rebelling, but I'm just like, you know, I had enough of that. And uh, just my wife's out front stringing up some Halloween lights. That's nice. And really, I, what I got to do is uh, be kinder to my family and move up the Gaussian curve. Move up the curve. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to be like somebody else. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe other people are much kinder than I am. And that's great. Good for them. You know, the curve, the Gaussian curve goes far to the right. So keep going. Keep being kind. So um, my wife just tries, as I was getting ready to take the dog out, and she's, she's like, well, I'm not going to talk to anybody about what you said, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you, how would you describe what I had to say? And, uh, and I, and I, I, because I hadn't presented this uh, video that I watched and where I think I talked about it the other day. Maybe, maybe that's part of the podcast that I didn't, that I deleted. But um, essentially the, the, the video is out from the sermon. And then I, and that's when I realized, actually my wife was there the whole time because the initial joke of the sermon was something to do with the NBA Basketball Association. Some pastor said it was kind of like a a little bit of a group conversation almost in the church. And it was like, well, you know, I guess not that many people were, maybe nobody likes the NBA or something like that. And I'm like, well, the Chinese don't. 
because <laughs> that was the political test. And I remember my wife coming and saying, don't, I'm saying it too loud. So anyways, um, so then I thought, wait, she was there the whole time. So was she, did she not hear what I heard? She heard she was present for everything. But maybe some people just check out. They disengage their minds. That's quite possible, right? I mean, it's like a Gaussian distribution curve. You know, I'm probably way to the right. I'm like such an outlier. I'm listening intently. Listening intently. Because I figure if someone's up speaking for 20, 30 or 40 minutes, I'm going to listen. Right? I'm like, is this right? Is What's, what's, this guy, what's the guy saying? So, um, yeah. So, I, I, sure enough, I, got, I could stretch it to say it was 10 minutes about complaining. And it's just not, it's just not there, man. There's no there there. There's just one word. <laughs> and the guy stretches it into his agenda. That's not, that's a well-known, that's probably nothing new. So um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but if there's, I stumbled on this with the Vegas. There's the famous Las Vegas phrase. A lot of people like Vegas. I don't know, but the, the famous phrase is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I came up with the, uh, what happens at this church probably happens in every church. It's like the opposite of Vegas. And there's the wind, so I don't know what that does to the sound. But I feel a little bit of breeze right now coming through. So I don't know if that messes up the sound. So this, yeah, this is an experiment, trying the AirPods. So, um, listening to Rob Bell, a hymn for the curve, which is like the Gaussian, I probably mentioned that in the last couple of days. And, um, yeah, so it's just, you know, we're, I'm probably one of those people that's pushing the, uh, pushing for doing things better. And people don't like to have things done better. I don't know. Why do people like feel so comfortable with the, the way things are often? You know, I guess some people are just, they just love that status quo. I don't even know status quo. It's just like they like the way things are. You know, and so even in this podcast, kind of funny, he emphasizes how much the dominant thinking is invested quite literally invested in the way things are. So new ways of doing things or new ideas are not welcome. It's kind of weird. And, uh, but I guess it shouldn't be that. It's not that surprising. And uh, so I'm having, it's kind of tricky. Like I was, I was, uh, I'm playing the podcast at one half speed to try to transcribe the words, because I, I kind of curious is, is uh, how is you know is there any pattern to the way this guy sets up his his talks or anything? And do I is there any? And I just like to read some of this stuff instead of listening to it all the time and you know over and over. So I want to get it. for whatever reason I decided I want to transcribe it, and I think it's probably going to take me about two hours. I mean, I'm, I'm like two-thirds of the way through it to uh, basically 
transcribe this thing. There's probably software that might be able to do that. I think I tried it one time, but it, like where you, there's software that you can talk into things, but it's a bit tricky to get a recording to do that. So maybe I was, I didn't hunt around for the software, but it's probably software that might do that. And it's really not that important. I don't do it that often. Um, just for special talks. I'm like, you know that talk was really good. I really, uh, really enjoyed that talk, so wouldn't mind reading it. And uh, yeah, so speaking, writing, they kind of go together. And uh, so I believe, I guess I'm. This is all a journey. It's all a process. I mean, this coach guide. She has a lot of patience for me. But I, but what else can you do? I mean, I, I'm on my own timetable. I can't. Boy, I got crap going on in my life. I mean, I almost I wanted to buy. I almost wanted to buy this uh, speaking guide because this guy's done great with speaking. It's just I just don't feel like I'm ready for this. Um, on the one hand, I can wing. I'm, I'm just well. That's what I do when I walk the dogs. I'm winging. But it's like this is not a polished presentation you know that you're listening to this you know this is not a polished presentation it's just thoughts but i guess i'm kind of enamored by the person that said i just want to get in your head people should pay you to see what's going <laughs> to see what, just to just to find out what's going on in your mind sometimes i wonder if my uh, when i was about uh, nine years old i had a severe i, I was riding a bicycle and, and uh went over the handlebars and landed on my head. So that may explain some things. I don't know. I mean, uh, calcium distribution, to me, I feel normal. I probably am not normal. And this is where, if I really had self-awareness, I would know where I was on the distribution curve. But uh, yeah, I had this accident and I was like in a, unconscious for like three days or something. But that was third grade, real young. And I I just carried on. I mean, I just, well, whatever. I don't know. I don't even remember going over to handlebars. It was just kind of weird. I just woke up in the hospital. And it was funny for the family a bit because coincidentally, my uh, my uh, parents had taken a trip to South America. So they're, they're down in South America. And so there's uh, the, uh, one of the most famous seminaries we just happened to live in the same town, the uh, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. So they, so, so some family was traumatized because they were uh, making a little extra money by babysitting our family. <laughs> and the youngest one uh, happens to go over the handlebars and smack his head. So I don't know who that family is or whatever, but they, they probably have a different version of the story. Yeah, their version is like, Holy cow, we were watching this kid. He went he went out and he almost died on a bicycle while their customer or whatever was in South America. Yeah, yeah. So they have a different version of that story. That that impacted them in a different way. They probably freaked. Like, holy cow, we're supposed to be watching these kids and the youngest one just kind of like goes out on the street, smacks his head. Of course, it wasn't my bicycle, so this is this is must have been 1970 or something. So we didn't have a very litigious society quite yet, but uh, I, I still kind of feel like 
they uh, should have sued the kid. The kid. <laughs> sue him, sue him. Because the handlebars weren't uh, tightened down. In other words, when you, you uh, they just rotated around the, uh, the stem of the handlebars. So when I pushed on them, they went down and I went down with them. But there you go. No big settlement for that accident. No big settlement for my near-death experience. So I guess you can be, you know, you can be blessed. You can think, wow, I'm sure glad you survived that because you wouldn't get this wisdom. That's the so what. So what? So what? You're listening to this amazing podcast and the guy is just um, fortunate to be alive, right? And um, now what? So now what? So really my emphasis and when I do eventually get my crisp clarity because we don't want to make your brain work too much so that was the uh, so if you're listening to this podcast let's give yourself a hand because you don't mind using your brain to try to figure things out right so the I guess the uh, default is we don't want to have to use our brain very much so and and and, and uh, the build a story brand so you don't want to want to have a really clear message and you don't want to make the people have to use their brain cells too much or brain power so that's just a biological fact apparently and i'm i like violate all biological <laughs> principles i'm like an outlier like i, I honestly think for from some weird ra- reason if you frame that subject i just talked about about trying to like, like people don't want to use their brain cells i'm like the opposite i'm like I, I think i try to make my brain work harder and maybe that's a weird survival thing now that i think about it. maybe because i smack my head i'm like i gotta use i gotta keep using my head i gotta use my brain or i'm gonna die use your brain you're gonna die <laughs> use your brain cells you're gonna die so i think i maybe maybe that's it nah that's kind of bullshit right but it could maybe yeah maybe it's not but i, I i'm thinking I do the opposite. It's like I feel like I got to make things more complicated or or complicate things to the max because I just want to use my brain. (laughs) Does that make any sense? I mean, I'm just making it up, of course, like everything I do on this podcast. But uh, I think there's some sense to that because I I, I think I do want to keep my brain working and I overthink and ruminate. And, and you can read articles about that and, and Google it. And it just drives you more nuts if you're like a ruminator or a thinker and you Google that and you read an article and it's like, well, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and it, it probably has a lot to do with substituting other activities. So like going to the gym for me is not just about building muscle or exercising. It does help my brain settle down a little bit. It's a focused activity. And I definitely don't want to focus. I try to do that my whole life. Somehow made it through engineering school, which takes a lot of focus. So I don't know what it is. It's like I'll hyper focus maybe and when I was an exam or a test or something. I can I can push myself at school to do these things, to pass exams. It's not, and I I look back on it, I think I really had a weird 
concept of life that like, and I, and I help my son or I hope I help my son. I just made the comment that, Hey son, don't worry about trying to get straight A's in college. You know, just learn, get, build your confidence up and get a B in a class. Do not worry about it. Figure, start figuring out. Do you really enjoy this stuff? What do you like to do? Because, you know, you, you'll, you'll graduate. And uh, if these job search um, recommendations are true, it's all about personality and aptitude. And aptitude is like, can you learn? So usually people that graduate from college, that's probably why they, they have an aptitude for learning. So that's probably the biggest result of going to college is to show that you have an aptitude for learning. And then personality can't really change too much, right? I mean, it's, you want to be your authentic self all the time. I mean, that's, that's fun. That's the most relaxing. Probably uses the less brain energy, right? To be your authentic self. And so, um, yeah, so you got your personality. You probably have some really high aptitude. And the next is experience. So stuff like that. That's your job searching mantra. And um, yeah, I haven't heard from the guy that interviewed me for a job. He interviewed me for a job. And I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe I didn't hard sell him or something. I haven't heard from him. I sent him a thank you email. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's let's go. I don't know what, what kind of perfect employee he's looking for. But uh, I said, sh- I should certainly be good enough right? <laughs> for, for what they got going on. But I don't know. It's, it's a different situation. So. We'll see how that plays out. But I, I'm uh, getting more and more um, closer to owning this thing and the idea of owning it. And uh, even on this group call with just two strangers, they, they, they think they kind of relate to it. And in fact, they a lot of people have uh, subjects that are overlapping each other. We all kind of overlap each other. And so, um, I think I can do this thing. I think I can. I think I can do speaking. I need some structure. A lot, lots more structure. I need to listen to this podcast. So, um, so get some more structure and uh, work on the the so what's and the now what's. So the so what's. The goal is like that, what I call walking in the spirit. And it's so nebulous in a way. Right? Like I, I just, but I feel good from Rob Bell's talking. He's like, well, you know, you know you're on the right track when you're humbled by it because you're still working it out yourself, which is exactly what I'm doing. I'm still working this walking in the spirit thing out. And there's a little bit of glimpse. I mean, I, I, I know I'm starting with my wife. And like um, this morning, I told her I appreciated how she does all the things she does. And I, she has all these strengths that are different than mine, which is naturally um, what they say in marriage and couples. Like we complement each other. 
So her probably top five strengths are much different than mine. And my natural tendency, and maybe a lot of people's too, is you want people to be like yourself. You know, it's like, well, I would do it this way. And, you know, why, why is that person do it the way I would do it? They're just made differently. So now instead of fighting against that, I'm finally, after all these years, kind of like, maybe I should just appreciate my wife's differences for me. Let's make them work with each other instead of against each other. So um, I think I spent about three to four hours sorting out stupid billing things, which I suck at. <laughs> we kind of had a scary one this morning. <laughs> it didn't blow up, but I'm so glad it didn't. But it could have blown up to me being like such a jerk or whatever, which I very easily could fall into. Um, but I didn't go into the jerk mode. So there you go. Walking in the spirit. So what? It can make you less of a jerk, right? So some of you are way down, way outliers. You're not jerks. But I happen to be high on the jerk curve. And I gotta I gotta move to the less jerk curve side. So you might be <laughs> very low jerks. So then you have to think of some characteristic that you really struggle with. And I don't know what that would be. But so whatever characteristic you feel like you could do better at, uh, maybe use like being kinder and um, less jerk, right? So instead of being like, oh man, I'm such a jerk. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk, but I mean, I like, I can work on it and I can get better. And, uh, but that goes for any characteristic. So I have to, I don't know what your characteristic you want to work on to get better. And it's not, I don't really want to talk about weaknesses or like, you know, there's strengths, weaknesses. And some people say like, well, you know, you should just really work on your strengths. Well, being a bully is one of my strengths. <laughs> being a bully is not a good strength to, to like focus on and be, be a bully. So back to the specifics of this dilemma this morning so there's a letter and i don't look to maybe we get almost like my mother gets like all his mail every day and i really don't care to go to the mailbox and get mail so i suck at that so it piles up piles up piles up so my wife happened to be looking through the mail pile of mail she opens up this letter from this uh, uh car insurance all all three of our cars my son's got a car my wife's got a car. I have a car. And uh, we have this insurance. We, it took a while to find some good insurance because the one we had before was just raising the rates every six months. They, they get you in on a low rate. They get you to switch. And they start raising the rates on you. So that was a hassle like a year and a half ago. To go, said, okay, that's enough. Somebody's got to have a better insurance rate. So we, we found one and we got this one. We got it. It's been working great. But we, uh, in August of this year, a few months ago, we decided like, you know, these Germans are hitting me up on these charges every couple weeks for the rental car. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of this, man. They keep hitting me like $30 for some weird German fee for driving or something. I don't know. But we just canceled the car. 
So when you cancel a credit card, then if you have any standing payments set up on it, then then they start going up. I tried to charge a card in August. That card's dead. Then they usually get a hold of you either through email or send you a letter. So this insurance company kept had been sending me emails like every couple of weeks for a year. And it's like, I just pretty much ignored them. And uh, so they sent me an email. Apparently I didn't see it, read it or whatever. And oh, by the way, I have 50,000 emails in my in my inbox that I really could care less about going to zero, inbox zero type of thing. There's some really anal people that love, they love having the zero inbox. <laughs> I'm like, there's search features on the inbox. I can leave it all 50,000 because someday I may go, hey, didn't I get an email about this? And just go into the search bar and find it. Yes, you can organize it. Yes, you can put in rules and have emails put in folders and stuff. Yes, yes. I've done that before. To me, it's a pain in the ass. So basically, I just got one massive inbox. And I don't know if I do these, get rolling on uh, entrepreneurial stuff, I'll probably have to set up something new, which is not that hard to do. Just get a new email. Start fresh. Dedicated to something. But this, my main email is so polluted with every uh, everybody putting me in their funnel. I'm in all these funnels. <laughs> so, so I'm in all these people's funnels and they keep hitting me. Because, you know, we're just, everybody's funneling it, man. It's one big funnel business world right now. How many people can you do you have in your funnel? Put them in your funnel. 6,000 people, 10,000. I got 30,000 people in my funnel. Well, that probably means you got you got a few people like me that have 50,000 inbo- emails in an inbox and we don't open. We open like 1% of it. It's becoming, becoming like the U.S. Postal Service, you know. How do you get people to open it up, man? psychology how do you get people to open the email and then then what they magically are going to buy you know and uh so where was i going with that oh yeah yeah so the wife got this letter she walks it over to me and she says uh hey uh i don't know this this is interesting looks like they're canceling our car insurance i'm like what canceling our car insurance yeah for non-payment look at it it's like yeah we were canceled september 23rd i'm like oh so we've basically been driving for uh, a month with no auto insurance because <laughs> we didn't know right now fortunately we didn't have any auto accidents so i mean they probably they were in a they were in a precarious situation themselves because let's say let's say we did have a big auto accident and then we started digging into it and they go like, well, we sent you an email that you're no longer, you know, you got to pay your bill. You got 30 days to do it. And I'm like, well, let's work this out. I mean, I, the explanation is I had it set up on a card. And lawyers would love this one, right? I mean, because lawyers would be like, well, you know, what are we going to do about this? You know, what's the legal thing on this? You know, and I'm just like, dude, I'm a customer. I want to pay you money. Um, please. 
just take my money. <laughs> and I was on the phone for like an hour and a half. But the first one came, took like a half hour. And they were like, oh, well, we, we can't do anything about it. You're going to have to wait a year to get insurance. I'm like, what? This is nuts. So then we get a second one. And after about 45 minutes with that one, like an hour and 15 minutes, she says, is this your address? And I look at the envelope. She she reads off like 160 uh, South 29th Avenue, number 22. And I go, what? No, well, it's close. It's it's 16022. Oh, so like the, it's like, oh, you probably did mail me something, but the post office didn't know where to send it. So we're just lucky that we got this letter today. You know, we're just kind of lucky that we, we got this letter, which is actually two weeks old because we don't know. <laughs> I don't look at them. It's probably like 10 days old. Oh, man, there's some mail on my desk that I'll probably just throw away. Uh, I'm not big on keeping this stuff together. So an hour and a half later, I'm back. We're back in. We're covered on insurance. So that's a good thing. But that's, uh, yeah, I didn't blow up. I didn't get upset. I didn't make excuses. I'm just going to deal with it. What can we do, man? Can we deal with this? So we dealt with it. And, um, yeah, younger days, I'd be more upset maybe about it. But uh, there's a chill factor. It probably comes with age. Chill and chilly factor. So maybe there's, there's, I think some of the audience is younger than I am. And they have families or husbands, wives. <laughs> I don't know how many guys. I don't think any guys listen to this. Because they're, they're everywhere. He's like, oh, this guy's nuts. He's an alpha. We're all alpha males, right? I can't listen to this guy just sharing his uh, life with me, you know, walking his dog. You know, that's how lame is that? The guy's doing a podcast walking his dog around. That's so lame. I got to watch Sports Center instead. Find out. If Houston won game two yesterday, the World Series, no, that's important. <laughs> that's important? Whether the Astros won game two or not? I mean, come on. You could spend 30 minutes listening to Buddy's owner's Arizona Schnoodle Walks. And uh, you'd, get the, you'd get the answer to the question, so what? Right? You're getting the answer to the question. So what? Which is this is. Walking in the spirit. And I won't animalize Bud into like saying that Buddy is this uh, an angel or a spiritual being or even possessed by the Holy Spirit himself. But he's pretty good at God. <laughs> but it's uh it's as simple as that, folks. It's just breathing. We're be thankful. We can just breathe, take a breath, live, walk, enjoy the cool air, see the um, the labors of the New Yorker who decorated his house massively for Halloween. He took some massive action decorating that house. He's got one of that one-eyed guy, the yellow one-eyed guy with like a swim mask over his one eye. I forget who that guy is. People with kids will recognize that. Some movie. I forget that stuff. 
for prime number two. Um, so what? So did you get the answer? So what? It's kind of a never-ending question. So when this, you'll be sad. You're going to be sad when the podcast is over because you'll be like, so what? what? What's the answer to so what? <laughs> and and I think I know what the so what is. The so what is um, unplanned. I'm saying this is this is God walking in the spirit. It's the presence of God, right? Wherever you are, even though this is recorded, you know, it's this is your experience. You're listening to it. You're um, the hero. I'm just the guide. <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh because I'm, I'm the guide to the guide. Really, that's what I'm saying. The um, hero's journey, the marketing, and we got We got I guess maybe it's I'm coming to the realization that religions have made this whole thing so complicated. But we don't have the confidence to say that yeah, I'm walking in the spirit, man. Love you. I forgive you. You cut me off. It's okay. Let's just have a cup of coffee, right? Um, because. We feel like, well, that's what's the official teaching of the church or something. It's like, that. forget the official teachings of the churches. This is what does God want us to do, right? You know, God wants us to love one another. And we make it so complicated. So many complications. Too many complications. That's the so what. So if you're feeling like, yeah, I think... That is my experience. Stuff is like way too complicated. And um, and there's like all these people that um, pose or imposters of the, they've got it all figured out. And not only have they figured it out, they know what you should be doing. They know how you should live an intentional life and really lean into it. And by their definitions of what they need. So uh, that is the so what. And is there a now what? What's my call to action? My call to action is just read John chapter 20 and 21. And you know, we don't have to talk about Jesus being crucified. What is his current condition? He's alive. He's getting his haircuts at the gray clips in the sky or something. He probably doesn't even have to make an appointment to get his haircut. And seriously, the dude's laughing. The dude. You know who the dude is? The dude is Jesus. <laughs> that's how real this has to be. Because that's how clown those clowns. Peter, what a clown. That's when you get to John chapter 21. That's your clown down there. Jesus restores him back. Do you love him? Three times. Do you love him? And then right after that, he sticks his foot in his mouth. Hey, what about John, man? What is that to you? You follow me. So comparisons need to go away. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. God doesn't want us to compare ourselves to anyone. Just, um, as they say, you be you, but but it's, uh, don't be you alone. 
<laughs> be you with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, you know, he usually wins uh, at blackjack and stuff. He can make you win at blackjack. <laughs> That's because the UBU is usually associated with some kind of casino or something. So there you go, Holy Spirit. Be UBU with the Holy Spirit. And uh, John 20, 21, the most important part is the very end of the Gospel of John. When he says, yeah, I could have told you a bunch of stories about Jesus. I could have written so many books. I could have self-published if I had a Kindle account and told you so many stories about what Jesus did. But the last one I wanted to tell you about was Peter being a clown. He's like, what's going to happen to John? What's going to happen to old John? And he gets this stern reply. What is that to you? So there you go. That's the now what. Do that. And then go into the book of Acts. Read a chapter a day. That'll take you a month. Then you got First Thessalonians. Those are pretty good books. That's up in Macedonia. After Philippi. So Thessalonians, he spent a little more time there. And um, he uh, wrote a couple letters to Thessalonica, probably from Corinthians, from Corinth, because he um, he came down from Thessalonica to Athens, went to Corinth, back to Ephesus, back to Jerusalem, did another tour. But Galatians isn't in there, and that's... Uh, Galatia is a part of the, today's Turkey, one of the first stops. A lot of Jews, there was a good synagogue here, so we had to deal with that, that issue. Love the Jews, right? We love everyone always. I love those guys. And then um, you have first and second Corinthians, Romans. And then Romans, you got to remember that that's the break time, four-year break. Didn't write anything. Didn't write anything. Then, then you can either go Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon's, and you keep going. But that that gives you a good start, and uh, and it's basically what I'm suggesting is you follow the story, how it unfolded, and uh, and just remember that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were even written after these things. So. I noticed something in Matthew where a couple times, only two times in the Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew, where he talks about the church, which makes no sense. I mean, I, I still believe the Bible's inerrant, but it makes no sense for Jesus to use the word church or talk about church because he's talking to Jewish people. So I really, it's just amazing to me, like it has to be um, Matthew writing, and I think they accredited the like 65, so like 30 years after the events. And he's using, because he did see the church develop in the last 30 years, so he throws it into the the Gospel of Matthew, which makes no sense. It's, and where's the editor? I think I had that another note today. It's like, where is the editor? <laughs> the favorite one today was this stuff, if you just read it as a person, 
And I'm not discounting it as the inerrant word of God and inspired. But if you just read it and remember, it's people writing this stuff, especially you writers out there or people that are helping writers. This stuff was written by people. And 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 Paul said the funniest thing I noticed today in, in Philippians, I think it's two. He says, you know, I got nobody like Timothy. Timothy's the best dude. You know, everybody looks out for their own interests, but not Timothy. He's he's awesome, right? So think about that. There's a couple of thoughts on that one. And that is, well, here's Paul talking Timothy of like, there's nobody else like Timothy. And everybody else looks out for their own interests. <laughs> so could that possibly be the case today? Like, you know, you have to take 100 churches and maybe 90, 99 of the pastors are simply just doing their job, man. This is my job. I I give a sermon every the big show for everybody that gives money to me. It's, I mean, if you think of it as a business, it's a pretty crappy business, but it, it gets it makes a pretty good return for uh, for the the amount of effort or whatever they put out. I don't know, you know. So so uh, and I don't mean to be cynical because I know this. Um, great things done by churches and things and, and it's not all bad but think about no one's ever preached about this i never heard anyone say okay so look at second timothy paul's saying how great um timothy is and there's nobody like him and everybody else they all look after their own interests but timothy can't come so i'm sending you epaphroditus <laughs> like does anyone not see the humor in that like the editor if he had an editor, for sure, for sure, someone would say, hey, Paul, I don't think you should send that letter because you're basically saying that the only decent dude is Timothy and he's so awesome, but I can't send him to you. So I'm sending Epaphrodites. <laughs> so so what does that make Epaphrodites? <laughs> oh, he's just some guy that all he cares about is his own interests. You know, it's like right there. It's like like the second or second sentence after after that statement. So it's just hilarious. Like, this is how the Bible should be read, honestly. I mean, that's the so what, and then now what? And if I can get you to read the Bible, and I just read it and think about who's writing it and the circumstances, and you don't have to do a deep dive on this stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just it's like simple things. And the other thing is like, the dude's writing this stuff, it's it's it should be pretty plain and understandable no matter what language you translate it in. But people like to make such a huge deal, they get they get this this tree from the forest problem. They like look in on the tree and they miss the forest. So, anyways, I better leave it at that. Um, I'm already home and I'm pretty comfortable, but I'm kind of tired too. And uh been doing a lot of listening, talking, whatever today. So it's 47 minutes of pure joy for you folks. That's the so what. You should get pure joy out of this. And the now what is just go appreciate wherever you are when you're listening to this. Just be thankful. There's a lot of, you probably, your brain has got a gazillion things working on. I know some of these entrepreneurial people are just constantly go, go, go. I don't know how they have any peace in their lives. But maybe this little show will give you a little peace and and grace and mercy for you. So y'all have a great moment wherever you are. Um, maybe you got some kiddos in the backseat and they're enjoying this great podcast at 2X.
Hi, kiddos. <laughs> there you go. We love everybody always. Bye-bye.